Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Two Girls, One Film. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Florida Project. But before that, do you have anything you want to mention in your life? Just any thoughts, situations? Um, wow, really, I've got so many things going on right now. Like, life is so full. It's not. Oh my gosh. Um, no, nothing is going on with me. Um, let no, like literally, like I don't have anything going on. Okay, well I'll start. It doesn't really have anything to do with my life right now, but the Golden Globes just happened. Oh and I think yeah. We should talk about it for a little bit, considering we're a film podcast. The Golden Globes. I don't really care for the Golden Globes because they are corrupt. It's literally a team made of like ninety journalists mm. from who knows where with like no credentials really to be judging film and the nominations were really weird they were very weird this year and they're always weird because they don't really know what they're doing but a lot of people who i wanted to win won which was fun i love the crown the crown won big the crown is probably my favorite tv show that i've watched this year um Mm -hmm. It is very epic. Very Did you amazing. watch it fully? Yes. I've watched all of The Crown. Uh, it, it started off kind of... Well, I wa- I started watching it when I was like 13 because that's when it just came out. So, like, what? I didn't really it's been out for that long? Happening. Yeah. Wait, it's why do I think it just came out like two years ago? No, it's. I feel like it's been out for a while because I... It's been it's it's been in my knowledge for a while, but other than that, um, I oh my gosh, I just watched this movie Moxie. Have you heard of it? Moxie, M O X I E. Mhm. It sounds familiar, but I know I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's this new high school movie. It's a feminist movie. Um, Nico Haraga is in it, so that's oh! the only reason I watch it. <laughs> It was it was honestly it was honestly objectively really bad, but because <laughs> Nico was in it, I was like, okay, I'll allow it, you know. Oh, yeah. the 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 reason why I recognize it is because right as I opened my computer to get onto the Zoom, Netflix was like, or I don't know if it's on Netflix. Something was yeah, like it's on new arrival. Yeah, yeah, it said new arrival for you, Annabelle Moxie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I recommend it for, like, a fun little watch. It's so mindless, but, like, I I was, like, I watched it at 12 a.m. last night, and usually at 12, I'm, like, at round one, I cut it off and I go to bed, but I don't know. Yeah. This movie kept me posted till two, so. Wow. I can't believe Amy Poehler directed it. Yeah. I think it's her first, I think it's her directorial debut so good for her is it oh my gosh another thing i'm speaking so much if you have anything else to add anytime like please let me know no but no it's fine. it's fine it's fine i want to talk about lulu lulu wong her she oh. for like two weeks <laughs> two weeks 
I did not spot her, but she was posting on her Instagram stories every day, and I literally yeah. knew exactly where she was. Mm-hmm. Like, just from all the pictures, I literally knew. But, you know, I'm not a stalker, so I just let her be. Um, but did some research. Yeah. And she is going to be filming a TV show called The Expats that is produced by Nicole Kidman. The X. So that'll be interesting. interesting. I hope they I hope that they hire some big stars so I can go find someone, you know? Ooh. Mm-hmm. But that depends Imagine. when they're filming. What if you're not here? Oh my gosh, right. You know what? I hope I'm here. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be here for a bit. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back back to school in March. I'm gonna probably be here during the summer. Like, where where am I gonna go with all these travel restrictions? You know. But like, so she was location scouting during her two week stint in Hong Kong, and like meeting. Um, I'm guessing she's like, gonna work with lots of like Hong Kong based mm-hmm. um artists. I don't know. It depends what they want to do. Um, how long how long do you think it takes once they've location scouted? then to when they're filming because i don't know if they've already like got the cast before they've done this or if it's gonna wait a while because then she's gonna have to do another 21 days of quarantine i think it might take a couple months i'm not entirely sure speaking of lulu wang hey listeners january was a great month for me because i saw christopher dolan um sorry not dolan um christopher doyle twice (laughs) in hong kong first Mm -hmm. time was new year's i think i've already said this new year's eve i saw no sorry new year's day i saw him on instagram pier instagram pier guys go check it out except it's closed now (laughs) second time i i decided to go to the hong kong aviary in um, hong kong park after Lindsay told me that um, I should go mm-hmm. and I went early in the morning and then I was um, walking around central and I saw this man in a half like making his oh. way down um, Queens Road Central and I was like funny funny sight oh my god it's Christopher Doyle again <laughs> turns out he was going to go meet Lulu Wang so if I had mm-hmm. followed him which I would never have done that Christopher I respect <laughs> your privacy Imagine. I would never ever do that oh, I I only see you on uh, certain occasions. I will never follow you, sir, because I know I respect people's boundaries. Um, <laughs> but then I went home, and then I saw on Lulu Wang's story she was uh, popped up outside Pacific Place, and I was like, I was there two hours ago. Are you kidding me? Mm. Um, Literally, but... that honestly imagine imagine if you followed Christopher, but. Okay, what would you do if you met her? Like, how would you act? Because I still think about it. I'm like, would I have just been like, hello? Like, I'm a big fan. You know, I love the farewell. You, do you think anyone recognized her at all? Like, are we, I feel like we're the only people who know. I was so close to like swiping up on one of her stories, being like, oh my god, I love you. But I was was like, you know what? That's just like. Literally, same literally same i was about to type in i was like i i, I love the farewell like i live in <laughs> i was literally about to do that but i didn't were you like um, girl you are so close to where i live <laughs> i think i would have i think i would have mm. like some part of me definitely would have done that 
but you know yeah. i've been there been there with other celebrities occasionally what? i will like dm I, I i will dm like timothy chalamet sometimes just oh, to oh. See. i thought you meant like meeting some t- oh no i haven't met any celebrities you know what though in hong kong they do have like lots of like old chinese celebrities that kind of just wander mm. around and you just see them yeah but that's the extent of it actually you know what lulu wang seems like someone who's extremely approachable so if i saw her i would yeah, definitely yeah. go up and be like hi da, da, da. and then you and barry are a power couple you know that's how you should end it and i love your dog oh so she's gosh, like oh my god so you right. actually know who i am but then, like for example, I would never Imagine. say hi to Christopher Doyle because I think he's had enough. I don't think oh he would be. Gosh. I don't think he'd be very happy to meet a fan. <laughs> if you know what I mean, I feel like he just wouldn't care. Uh, imagine, okay, but imagine if Lulu brought Barry over. Like, mm. I would die. The I think I would die. He, she wouldn't because the dog. <gasps> right, their dog Chauncey. <laughs> Is it Tonsi? I, I don't know the name. Is it Tonsi? That's a bit I think weird. it's Chauncey. Sorry, it sounds like tonsil. <laughs> the hell? Oh my gosh. Tonsil. Yeah. Speaking of tonsils, I have a, I've had tonsillitis twice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's probably the only disease I've ever had in my life. And I hope I never have tonsillitis again. Because that was worst experience of my life ever. Like, I literally... I wrote about it in my diary. Um, when was this? And I was reading... It was like a year ago and i was reading my diary from a year ago and that bitch was complaining she was like (laughs) wait were you at school or were you in hong kong no i was in hong kong it was like summertime and my mouth was burning well not my mouth my throat unfortunate okay unfortunate turn of a subject i'm sorry we brought us i brought us here um it's okay it's fine gotta gotta hit the lows to really hit the highs sometimes mm-hmm. that was super inspirational Thank you. oh my gosh okay another thing i have in mind is uh, okay super random but i go down like various youtube holes sometimes okay and i got down i like found this really obscure youtuber who goes to a boarding school in new zealand right and she's just posting vlogs and stuff like during the like right now and nobody's wearing masks or anything and she just looks like she's having a good time and i'm like what if i lived in new zealand and what if i had that life you know yeah honestly i don't even know why i brought this up it doesn't it doesn't no it's fine no i mean like now you you're you allowed to fantasize and like now when we have a limited social life you sort of have to rely on like youtube and like short video movies as entertainment and like pathways to having living vicariously through other people mm-hmm. oh personally i'm not a big fan of vlogs but what what do you watch on youtube what kind of hole are you in um minecraft <laughs> Oh my gosh. You and my I brother really, would get I right along. I said this. I think I said this last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let me introduce you to Patrick. He's 13, uh-huh. you know. He loves um, Minecraft videos. He plays Brawl Stars. You know what I'm Oh my god, though? Brawl Stars. 
I love I've been loving Trisha Paytas's and no. Ethan Klein's um, podcast. What's in Frenemies? Frenemies? I used to listen to Frenemies yeah. like every episode, but then I stopped because it just got like Oh my gosh. It was like way too like, got... much for me. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted like that... a nice podcast, like a um well, okay, I'm not saying it wasn't nice, but I'm like I wanted like a podcast that I can like listen to just like whenever I'm doing things but like with them I feel like I need to like really like listen and make sure I hear everything just so I don't miss a single thing because like in like a split second Trisha's mood changes and I'm like oh what happened and I'm like I don't want to miss the little things because like I feel like one of my favorite episodes of theirs is the one where they do the trivia did you watch that one Oh my gosh, yes. The pop culture <laughs> trivia. So good, yeah. Like, all, and like, history, and like, science, every single bit. Oh my god. I don't know Trisha why. Trisha kills me. I feel really good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> she is so funny to me. Okay, I, I'm literally on Trisha's side now. I used to be a David Dobricker. I would be like, watching oh, his YouTube videos, and I'd be like, mm, oh my gosh, she's so hilarious. The vlog squad are so amazing. You know, they give money away, etc. But after watching Trisha and Ethan's videos, I'm like, hold up. Hold mm. up. Can I say David something about crazy. David Dobrik? Oh my gosh, yes. I knew there was something wrong with that man ever since he, his videos were 420. That was like 4 minutes, 20 <laughs> seconds long. Something wrong with him. Completely like something wrong with his brain. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Honestly. Yeah, and, like, Trisha speaks facts, genuinely. Like, even looking at it from an objective perspective, David Dobrik is, like, not really a nice guy. All he does is basically bully all of the people (laughs) in his vlog squad. And on top of that, he's going on an anti-bullying tour right now. So, like, please let me know. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What? He's doing, like, a full tour. I don't know what it is. Like, is he going to speak? Or what, what? Yeah, I'm so confused. And he did that whole thing to Seth um, with the Jason making out prank. Do you, did you oh, hear about I that? I don't know this. I don't know this. Oh, yeah, he's being accused of sexual assault, but no one's, like, basically by um, a guy in the vlog squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trisha's calling him out about it. Trisha and Ethan... But they're literally the only ones on the internet really saying anything about this. But I'm on Trisha's side. Hmm. I believe her. We don't we don't like David Dobrik in this house. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I just think there's something really weird and like it just like really goes against the natural like ways of living of just shoving a camera into someone else's faces whenever they're doing something Mm -hmm. like silly it's just like okay like sure you want to like make your life seem as fun as possible and like you're profiting off it but like it's just like it's like really like do you need to do that like every single vlog of his like there's like a oh my god he did this like can you just live like (laughs) the whole I'm just get I just get kind of creeped out by the whole like David Dobrik vlogger situation. Like I like I enjoy vlogs, but if they're like chill, like uh, come 
oh my gosh study with me situations that's fun (laughs) or like my nighttime routine (laughs) like i just like calm like chilled versions of that Mm. and david dobrik i enjoyed definitely honestly it's entertaining like i'll give him that but all of these influencers genuinely i'm like confused for them i'm scared for them i don't know what they're doing i think mentally there's something off there because people like bryce hall i oh bryce hall all of them tiktokers they're doing too much isn't there like a david dobrik wannabe boy in the hype house gosh yeah his name is alex warren it's all crazy and they're all gonna be gone in like five years Mm. so Oh, who knows? Who knows what the children of the oh, next generation? There's one. Like. You're talking about calm, like night, nighttime routines. There's this one. I don't know. I can't. I don't remember who it is. There's like this one TikToker who like um, uh-huh. goes to sleep at like seven p.m. and then wakes up at like four a.m. Oh no! Like goes no 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 oh goes to sleep at twelve p.m. and like wakes up at like seven p.m. and then like is awake from seven or you know like like the exact opposite of uh-huh. what you'd expect and i'm uh-huh. like this is like kind of amazing like i would love to do that but i can't because <laughs> i have to function according to my family but like it would look so nice because you you get both sunrise and sunset if you oh plan the day correctly yes i have i i watch a video like that on youtube too except it's this guy who sleeps at 7 p.m and wakes up at 3 a.m every night Mm. and honestly i know some people aren't early risers but you know i'm not like that i i love waking up early i i enjoy the morning i think the morning is my favorite time of the day because i don't have a class in the morning Mm. so i don't really do anything i can kind of adjust to my day at my own pace i'll make food i'll lie down for a bit you know um i'll watch something it's very chill it's very fun for me very very fun what Um, do you still like mornings when it's like a not so sunny day or is it um regardless of the weather for me i'm like it's it's a it's a bad day today i'm not as feeling the morning as i should be you know okay you know what regardless of the weather i feel okay because in the morning times like even when it's kind of cloudy and rainy i feel kind of cozy i'm like oh my gosh like we're staying in today And I get to, it's like, it's like a nice rainy vibe. Oh my god, let me get my knitted socks and like um, curl it by the fire with my little tabby cat. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me turn, let me light this candle. Yeah, you know, let me have a candle. Do I what? Do you know that Gwyneth Paltrow candle? Oh my gosh, No. Oh, I don't she want to say it. She has, like, a home life, whatever, you know, like, home accessories brand. It's, like, goop or something. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she has okay. a candle That's called, like This candle smells like <gasps> my private parts. Ooh, I see. I see. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that was literally yeah. the first thing that came up when, when I searched up the first couple letters yeah, of her so name. it's so outrageous. But, like, it's, it's, like, kind of amazing at the same time oh my um, gosh okay, really why is that hilarious in the candle making community oh my gosh okay good for her honestly because yeah you know that seems like a power move that seems 
that that feels fresh you know um something different something new so good for her something fresh did you say (laughs) (laughs) not that way not in that way you know you know what i mean Gwyneth Paltrow keeps it fresh you know that come on Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yes good for her i love candles though i uh, i like candles yeah i don't i don't really have them because my room is like way too messy for me to like have candles because like i got papers everywhere if one knock over Mm. jesus Um, oh my gosh yeah speaking of my room do you ever feel like you constantly want to do a room makeover but you never Uh do it yeah because it's like i like i don't know how i feel about my room right now like it's fine like i i I, i'm glad to have my room i'm glad to have a room i'm glad not to be homeless Mm. um but you know sometimes i look at the things i have in my room and it's really just a lot of things that my parents put in my room when i was like six right (laughs) so it's like you know maybe i'll leave it here for nostalgia purposes but i don't know plus it's a you lot want of work to do some interior designing that shows off your own taste oh my gosh i wish but like where am i gonna get the money to do that it's not yeah, like my parents are gonna fund a full room makeover for me. <laughs> <sighs> 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 but yeah one last question before I guess we get started on the movie to you. What are what are some of your aspirations right now? Some little goals you have. Little goals. Mm-hmm. Um right now for me it's really just like keeping up um my grades because it's getting towards like the end and like I really mm-hmm. need to keep focusing on the things I need to improve on because then because this year my grades are teacher assessed so i really need to you know prove myself to them um but it's really tough because like i i genuinely can't find the motivation and you know what sucks i know you're going through the same thing because a lot of people at your school are they not at school like they you have split right some people online some people not yeah Mm -hmm. my school is gonna begin doing that next week and like this is the first time because i've never done that and I feel like I'm gonna feel really um, isolated, but I mean, oh my gosh, gonna have to yes. deal with it. Okay, I have a story about that too. I totally, I I can relate to that because my school has been hybrid for over almost a year, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep being in my virtual mode. I'm in the minority. Um, in my next sem- semester after my spring break. It's going to be 10% virtual and 90% people are 90% of people are going to be at school. But I'm going to say virtual cuz yeah. you know it grows on me on at a certain point. But earlier on it was very bad cuz no one it was hard for people to figure out how to work the hybrid school and teachers were like not really accommodating. Yeah, that's something and, that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote an article about it in the school newspaper <laughs> and it was it was like a good article like I'll give that to myself I'm a good writer honestly. yeah Lindsay's a good you writer know? everybody Lindsay wrote a really yeah. good article I mm-hmm. read some of it 
Oh my gosh, thanks. Not not to toot my own horn, but it was actually kind of good. Um, but a couple teachers emailed me about it. Mm. And I guess, like, it became kind of controversial. But also, I'm glad I... Uh, first of all, Stab the maybe pot. that's journalism. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, I, you know, my voice deserves to be heard. Um, I'm glad I put yeah, that exactly. out there in the mix. Because some things need to be controversial sometimes, you know? You can't always have everyone making excuses for everyone else. Yeah. So, good luck to And it to is you. a school community, whether it's online or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would just say, I think it should be okay, because it gets a lot better over time. Yeah, no, but I'm just, like, how do you, like, in your experience, how does your teacher accommodate for, like, or how has it changed for virtual students? Because, like, I imagine a lot of a teacher's time will be focused on people in class. That's just how Mm -hmm. I would imagine. And I Mm -hmm. feel like without being too conscious of it, they wouldn't really give a lot of attention to those online. That's just what I think would end up happening. Well, that was definitely the case at first for me. But over time, because a lot of virtual people got kind of frustrated with the situation. There were a lot of emails Mm -hmm. sent. And the teachers, in general, they got a lot better because they knew the situation we were in. And they got better with kind of getting everyone to participate and having everyone express their needs slash opinions during class. Mm. And it's not really, I don't know how, to, how else to say it. I think at this point, I'm pretty equal with the in-person people. It's just sometimes I can't hear as well. So um. it's like hard to jump in occasionally. <laughs> I, I, um, I just want to say. <laughs> it's so awkward. It's just so picking awkward. up on what she said. <laughs> literally i just like i you have to unmute like first you have to make the decision oh, whether or not so you like want to unmute there's like a delay like really mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit too much mm-hmm. for like and, being comfortable and you speak at the same time as the people in class mm. um it's very unfortunate but i would just say if you're ever having any issues just tell your just tell your teacher or tell yeah. or like get other people to like communicate like other virtual people you got you can start a union you know mm. virtual rights <laughs> that's what it felt like last semester because mm. a lot of people were hella mad so you know wait can you just do a favor can you just like put, like hold your mic to the side and speak i want to see if it makes a difference it doesn't make a difference because i'm not using my mic on my computer so why are you holding it? Oh, oh, oh. Is it connected to your phone? No, it's connected to my old computer. Because it's a, it's a USB. Oh, and you're recording through your old computer. Yes. Oh, my okay. Because so I thought janky. you were just holding that up as a prop for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have that kind of commitment. Lindsay is holding... Uh, Lindsay has been holding the microphone a microphone to her uh, mouth for the entire thing. And I thought she was just holding it there <laughs> for funsies. Because, like, I was like, there's no way that this is recorded to... I mean, connected to her um, Zoom. Because, like, I can hear, like, things... Like, I can hear, like, a knock on the table. And I was like, that's, like... <laughs> there's no way. But, um... It's okay, guys. Don't worry. Uh, everything's fine. You know what? 
this is fun to hold though i must say it's like it feels professional it feels different feels new i I really want um have you watched potential breakup song original music video oh my gosh no what is it it's ali and aj um it took too long it took too long it took too long for you to call back normally i'll have to i'll have to watch the youtube video isn't that isn't that a tiktok song yeah, but I knew it before TikTok, guys. Every not Gosh, a, every okay. song on TikTok is a TikTok song. Okay. Would you call like um, Kali Uchi's Telepatia or After the Storm a TikTok song? Come on, ladies, ladies. <laughs> um, that was gotcha. embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Anyway, I really want like a free holding mic, even though that's like that's, that's like so stupid because oh I will never need it. And just like I know what hey, you mean. Guys. Yeah. They have like they have those cool mics that just dangle. You like yeah. flip them from the top, and it's like, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, Flo- Florida Project. Who, you want to get oh. going on this? Oh, oh. yeah. Um, okay. The Florida Project. Let's talk about it. So it is. I don't know when it was. Um, it was released in 2017, and mm-hmm. it's directed by Sean Baker. It's about a little girl. Um, Mooney and her mom, um, what's her? Haley, and their experiences uh, within a um, what would you call it? Like where they live. Um, it's a motel. Motel, motelish place mm-hmm. next to um, the happiest place on earth. You know, I didn't realize yep. that they were next to Disneyland for the longest part of the film. I. It's it's not like that clear throughout the film i don't think so you know i i would understand but also florida is known for disneyland disney world oh yeah walt disney world but i didn't i didn't know that um it also stars willem dafoe and uh caleb landry jones um and bria i don't know if i'm butchering the last name bria venate oh that's so yeah i think it might be venate i don't know how else you would say it I don't know. And then there's lots of uh, other children um, in the oh my film. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Valeria Cotto and Christopher Rivera. Yes. Um, yeah. General thoughts? I, I really enjoyed how this film was like... Um, it had a story, but at the same time, it felt like a bunch of episodes... You know, mm-hmm. like, um, within those certain episodes, you would see, like, a link, but then most of the time the link would be just, like, it would seem like it's a different day. Like, it's a chronological, mm-hmm. but, like, as the Wikipedia says, a slice of life. Because, like, for example, one of the episodes is where, like, um, a couple comes to the motel where they live in, um, the Magic Castle, and they're, like, mm-hmm. the the man was like oh here we are and then the woman is like why did you take me here for the honeymoon and then you don't hear about that anymore but then like it's like it is shows glimpses into like how the motel works and like the people that come within it and i feel like mm-hmm. that becomes like the glue for the whole story even though it's like episode epi- episodical yeah mm-hmm. i definitely get that too i I guess the main selling point for the movie for me is I enjoy 
like this is not a children's movie but i love movies that feature children as like the main Mm -hmm. characters you know yeah because honestly it's not as relatable to me now but it's just interesting to have that sort of perspective Mm. um that fleeting perspective everything everyone has at a certain point but just like moves on from super quickly um but i think the chemistry of the child actors was oh yeah frankly brooklyn prince yeah brooklyn uh, prince she's amazing mooney the main girl yeah and a lot of like it's not even completely acting because i watched a bloopers clip of Mm. all of like the children and stuff and they were genuinely just having conversations and like fighting like scooty and mooney um the actors they were fighting over the ice cream and who ate more of it and that's i saw that you know so cute yeah i know and christopher rivera like he's not an actor he he got just found i think he got found in a motel somewhere too in florida and his parent his his living he was living with his single mother i'm pretty sure and so the money he earned from this film is like the most money his family has seen in a long time probably Mm. so good for him yeah it's very authentic um yeah speaking i think authentic yeah i know i think i know quick point real fast yeah sorry but originally uh sean baker wanted uh, originally the producers wanted some uh, like a huge star to play the role of Hallie, but Sean Baker thought it would be inauthentic. So yeah. they didn't cast people like Britney Spears and Miley Cyrus, but they almost did. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um I was going to say to bounce off of your um mention of authenticity. Um yeah, like you said, um Sean Baker the director it was like he i think he found out that willem wanted to work um in this like you know he wanted to work with him with this film and was really really excited but then he was like he wanted to have a mix of experienced actors and newcomers like um bria Burnett and um or brooklyn wasn't um a newcomer because she acted in like something else but um like Mm -hmm. he found bria through her instagram and like the way in which he just like saw her picture and was like, oh, she's so carefree. She's like Haley and like um, the non-conventional what's the word casting uh, casting can't think of the word whatever how they casted the film is mm-hmm. like how grounded it is and like real people really shines through in this movie. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the main message of the film? Like, is there... You think there's, like, a major thing it's trying to tell us? I... Well, like, or is it more of, like, a vibe? This, like, the uh-huh. whole movie is so playful and, like, it's such an enjoyable experience. I think it's, like... It definitely focuses on, um... Um... Like, it comments on issues like, um, housing and poverty, but, like... It does so in a way that is reflected through 
a child's eye. Mm-hmm. And I think it it didn't it didn't like um explic explicably oh explicitly um show this, but I just think it's like um the way that you like uh create relationships will always like have an effect on your life. And I just think it's the yeah. message of like um I guess love. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I agree. I agree. I think the movie while like you said discusses or points out some of these more um i guess heavy subjects like poverty and being a single parent and you know being kind of a neglected child almost Mm. it's because it's all from a child's perspective it's the movie doesn't take those themes and kind of center it around all of the heaviness it's it kind of displays that in a really almost naive way Mm. that makes it a lot more enjoyable and interesting and although you definitely do pick up all on all of these themes it's really i feel like the um i guess the childlike wonder yeah that sticks out more you know because everyone all the children they're they're not thinking about those things like obviously there are signs that they are that it's happening but they don't know any better and i don't know it's just one to follow them around yeah it's sort of like not really but like oblivion is bliss um where like it just takes you're just taken through their like daily lives where you just watch their like creativity and like they're so sly like when they went to like the ice cream place and were like can we please have money we have asthma and uh, the doctor told we need to eat ice cream like it's so it's like it's so joyous to watch Mm -hmm. um i mean even though even though it was uh written by um non-children like like they didn't write it but like moments of like um childlike wonder that are not only written in the script but also what's the word what's the word when you like make it up what have i forgotten this Mm. improv improvised it's just like it's really cute and fun to watch i know i agree i think the kids even though well i think I actually think a lot of their lines are improvised, like you said, so it really is, like, out of their own minds. But people people tend to forget that that's really, like, what, like, seven to six, six to eight-year-olds are really like, you know? Yeah. They do say things like that. They have basically no filter. And especially when they're raised in, like, kind of free-range households, because Mooney... And Scooty and Jancy, they just kind of go wherever. Oh, Jancy's the day. so and cute! Oh my Jancy. god, Jancy! Yep. And they're out and about, and they're living their lives, and you know, we don't. Nobody, nobody appreciates that side of them. You know, oh my mm. gosh, I'm talking like I'm forty, but <laughs> literally, like they—they're so funny to me. I this reminds me of like two days ago when i'm 
in this when I was in a line at a at the supermarket. Yeah. And it was a long line. I was in it for like twenty minutes. God, um, where the hell are you shopping? I don't know. It was like six p.m., so it was rush hour, and everyone was trying to get their groceries, and. I was like fine uh-huh. with it because I had a book and I was reading my book because I love books <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, I was reading. Do you have like um, a beanie on and were you wearing a like a turtleneck? I did have a beanie on. I had a. Wait, did you actually have a beanie on? No, I don't wear oh. beanies. <laughs> okay, okay, terrible okay. On I was me. gonna. I was gonna be like. I didn't know. I didn't know this about you, Lindsay. Like uh, my head is not shaped for beanies. Like I just I don't look mine. good with hats. And you know what? It makes my hair look disgusting. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I it just doesn't work for me. But yeah. Anyway, these two little boys were behind me. One of them was named Dylan, and the other one I don't know. But they were like Cole. Don't even start that with me. But one of them was Dylan, the other one, who knows what. But they were like two and five, I think. And I forget what they were saying. But like their their caretaker kind of went out to like get something. And they were like, oh, what? They were asking the, the other people in line, what'll we do if she doesn't come back? Like what? I don't know. I forget what exactly, but it's just so random, so funny to me, and I just, I genuinely love children. Like I, I don't know what else to say. Like yeah, I think they're hilarious. You know, that TFW, that feeling when your mom leaves you at the um, <laughs> checkout place at the supermarket, and you just stand there like. Mhm. 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 Even literally... at seventeen, I still do that. Yeah. No. I get. I get so concerned. I'm like. <laughs> I think like, everyone can relate to this because parents try to mo- try to put us in line first so by the time they come back like the- we're at the front of the line so it's like some sort of cheat like yeah <laughs> we cheated the system <laughs> with our children but it's like as we inch closer we're like hold up I don't have any money and I know like, I have most of the things that we need to buy she's got most of the stuff because she's gone and got lots more stuff mm-hmm. and put it in a new basket Mhm. That's just the way it is, and it's real awkward when when you get there and yeah. you you're scanning the food and no one's there and you're like, hold up, just be like oh, Louise. you just gotta act like, wait, sorry, I think I just left my mother over there. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Literally, Gro- grocery stores do be like that though. I I just feel stressed whenever I go to one with my parents, yeah. especially my dad. My dad is like a stressful shopper. Really? Like, uh, yeah. It's like, he he's definitely the type to make you line up first. Um, you know, and if, you know, you just have to get your things quick. Because sometimes he'll be in the line and I'll think I, I want to get something. And then I'll feel rushed. But I won't get into it. Oh, sorry. But you know what's a blessing? What's a blessing? Self-checkout. Have you... There's, there's oh, a new self-checkout right. in my mm-hmm. local Fusion, and I was like, ooh, this is like... Uh, I've right. hit jackpot. Yes. Yeah. Self-checkout is great. They should do more of that, because mm-hmm. I think 
um, grocery store workers are going to become obsolete because they're going to be robots that are going to be popping up very soon. So, mm. mm-hmm. we'll see. But yes, back to the Florida project. Oh, do you know I, the I, significance? Oh, I was just gonna say I I know a line which is improvised. Oh yes, please, I'd love to hear it. Um, it's when um Scooty and Mooney are sharing ice cream in the um, reception of mm-hmm. the Magic Castle, and Bobby's like one drip and you're out, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so it drips, duh, <laughs> because it's like hot, <laughs> hot AF uh-huh. outside and inside. And then Bob was like, get out. And then the Mooney was like, oh no. And then, um, oh, oh, it's my dog. Um, and then Bobby goes, thank you. And Mooney goes, you're not welcome. Actually, no. <laughs> um, Brooklyn went, you're not welcome, because she improvised that. Mm-hmm. And Willem improvised a thank you. And fun fact, Brooklyn is nothing like Mooney. She's like, the, apparently she's the most proper girl in the world. Like, she is like mm-hmm. uh, an angel. And like, she she acts, she's able to transform herself into Mooney, a complete different person. And that shows mm-hmm. this girl has got immense talent. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Okay, frankly, she deserved an Oscar nomination. Like, can we stop overlooking children? Oh my god, I watched her acceptance video, and when she cried. Oh my gosh. So cute. I watched that too. So sweet. Literally. Okay, children in Hollywood are insane to me. And Mm. honestly, she deserves... This is like a very good breakout role. Like, a lot of children get put in very, like, unfortunate roles. And they they get stuck in kind of just frankly bad bad areas of hollywood or like the same trope but this is a good way to start off she was born in i don't know it's just wild to me to think to think that she was born in 2010 (gasps) oh my gosh oh my gosh okay tell me why when i search her up on google she comes up as a film director (laughs) let me try again what Brooklyn Prince. Double yeah. N. Yep. What? <laughs> Did she direct something? Oh, hold up. Okay. This is this is a new information for me. I okay. don't know. It's probably just false. Um, but Okay, can we talk about, like, the combo of the people in the film, though? Because yeah. Willem Dafoe, like, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of crazy roles. Like, his, none of his roles are the same, I don't think. Mm. And he works so well in this. He just got, he just has, like, that kind of, like, old, kind of charming, but also, like, super caring kind of persona that just really works for this like he has kind of a scary face i would say <laughs> but in this it, it just like works it just clicks i don't know he he just gives like kind of warm vibes so good for him how many <gasps> of his films have you watched let me see honestly like maybe two but i uh, <laughs> what honestly maybe two but i've I've like I know of a lot of the rest of his roles 
but I don't know. I haven't gotten into them after watching. Yeah, the because Lighthouse I was shows. I was gonna say, oh my god, he is a chameleon, and then I'm like, hold up, I haven't. I've only watched one film of his, so I can't say that because like I, I genuinely like I don't I I, I can't uh, actually. <laughs> I think I might watch another film, but I can't remember. But I, I just... It's its funny, because I was... I'm saying, like, oh, he's, like... He, he can fit into so many different roles, and I've only seen <laughs> one of his roles. I Well, I mean, I've only seen two, but I know... I know he but had other so roles, two like... very different, very different roles, right? The Lighthouse. At Eternity's Gate. Oh! Plays Van Gogh in that one. I watched, I watched that one. I watched that one. Oh, my... Yeah. Oh, so you've watched two. Okay. Yeah. I, I just found a picture of young Willem Dafoe. He looks like that Skarsgård clown from It, kind of. Oh. This is this is wild to me. I'm like, okay, but give this man an Oscar because he literally can act. So, um, I don't know. I This movie deserved a lot more attention. Willem Dafoe well, has a rectangular has, face. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. He has one of those, like, I don't want to call his face disturbing, because that's mean. <laughs> but, like, you know, one of those super poignant faces, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see it in movies. Like, when I watch Lighthouse. I oh, okay. But that. that I, I can understand that because it's a. Is it. Is it. Would you call it a sinister film? Well, definitely. It's. Okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I can't. I can't say anything about it. It was like sinister times one hundred. Sinister on (laughs) drugs. It was wild. Like, not for me, honestly. I'm I'm a light person. Like, it. uh, I don't know, but good for him. In this, um, do you know? Do you know the significance of the name the Florida Project? (gasps) <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. Okay. Update to our listeners. She's just changed her background to Willem Dafoe. Huh? Update to our <laughs> listeners. And you it's know really what? throwing me off. Can you can you just like can you just do me a favor and um actually because like I'm really tempted to like set up my green screen, but I don't think I uh-huh. should. Because that's just going to waste time, right? We can do it next episode. Okay, 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 we'll... okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please continue <laughs> talking about why it's important to, that it's called The Photo Project. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think it's... I don't think it's an important note, really. But... Apparently, The Photo Project is an early development name for Disney World. So, oh. mm-hmm. yep. Okay. And Disney World is where the film ends. Yeah. What do, that, you think you Disney, was... what do you think is the significance of Disney World? Oh my gosh, it got so dark so fast. Yeah, it really did. Um, I think. I mean, everyone. I'm really sorry. I'm just gonna remove my background because I can't believe you have to look at that. Um. Anyway, I think the significance of Disney World is. Every child has a fantasy, like regardless of what you, what your circumstances, like it is ingrained within children, and I I guess everybody, and you at a certain point you lose it through like, um, 
what's the opposite of optimism? Pessimism and, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just being faced with the world. But mm-hmm. I think the most of the um, characters within the film who are the children, they all, all, like, have that sense of, like, creativity and, like, wonder, which, I don't know, since they're so close to Disneyland, it's probably their dream to go in because, like, well, they, they financially, they can't, but, like, they probably mm-hmm. always dream about it and, like, you see them going through these different, like, paths to, like, I don't know, the other motel, which I've forgotten the name of, and then, like, Jancy and um, Mooney go and, like, sit on a tree and, like, they just, yep. it's like, it feels like a, like a map sort of mm-hmm. which is like I don't know I see Disney World as like a map mm-hmm. because like mm. I mean so many different spots I don't, I've yeah. sort of gone off track but I don't know if you know what I mean I've, I'm th- pretty sure I know what you mean and I totally agree with your sentiment about Disneyland it's just like the ultimate fantasy for them especially as like obviously Disneyland is every- where every child wants to be so that's also the perfect place to end the film. Yeah. And a little bit about the technicalities of this. The Florida Project is a small budget film. They don't have a lot of funds. So for a lot of things, they definitely had to improvise. And the whole Disneyland sequence was filmed oh, on, the on, camera. on yep, iPhone. On iPhone 6S, I'm pretty sure. And that was because they had to maintain secrecy with the filming because they did not have um, Disneyland's permission to film on location. So that was why it was shot digitally. And a lot of people were mad about that. Um, I mean, Sean has a history with making films with his Mm -hmm. iPhone. I think Tangerine was shot on the iPhone. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't that mad about it, honestly. It's just like the emotions just just came down. Um, I think we should address the plot line because we haven't really done that. Oh my gosh! Um, yes. Okay. Because we're talking about. Do you want to talk about what it is? And then I feel like if the if we've just like gone straight to it. Um, uh-huh. but like wait, as I say, it's an mm-hmm. episodical film. There isn't like an extreme chronology of like plot, but I will say that it's just. It really is, um, for me, the biggest part of the plot is uh, Mooney and Haley, where um, Haley slowly becomes, in the eyes of um, Social Security, a non-fit parent for Mooney. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they become, um, what's the word? Oh. Disconnected, whatever, you know. Yes. They're not together anymore. Yes. I, okay... I have a couple things to say about the uh, about Mooney's relationship with Hallie, her mother. I think I think a lot of people misinterpret, I guess, mothers like Hallie and their children. Obviously, she loves her, but it's also somewhat a dysfunctional relationship because you know yeah. Hallie is unable to provide for her daughter in a way like an ideal parent would but also there's like a spectrum of you know what a parent can give depending on what their resources are I don't Mm -hmm. think a lot of I think a lot of Hallie's actions while are 
while unconventional, are th- mostly things done out of love, you know, yeah. for her daughter. Yeah. And although it's not, like, a clear-cut, like, outward explicit, I love you, and, like, super caring, super tender way, it's very much, like, you get that connection between the both of them, especially mm. because they are kind of... S- almost pretty close in age in a way that they almost act like siblings yeah it's really it's a really interesting dynamic that they have together and they play off of each other really well so i enjoy their relationship although not ideal like i definitely have empathy yeah to me i like the 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 vibe that i got from this not only in like how they were living but the relationship was like they were like besties you know like besties mm-hmm. are like besties are sharing a dorm you know um mm-hmm. but like for me i think um there might be a sense of like of course um mooney is having her childhood but like sort of at the same time it's being taken away from her with the separation of her and um hayley and then i feel like hayley might have had a similar <clears throat> upbringing to Mooney possibly and this is why she respects her and lets her um like do whatever she wants to do as a kid because she only gets the chance then and I think Haley, in her way gives her the chance to do this and that's her way of loving her like um for example like she's like doesn't really care that they were like spitting on people's car she's like no Mooney you were you were da 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 and then like she's just like having a bit of fun and mm-hmm. Yes, she may be sort of um, l- seem like she's stuck in an immature um, lifestyle, but like, like considering what she has, it's like what she gives to Mooney is respect, and I think that that's really yeah all that is available, like yes. to give. Yeah. Okay, one thing I will say. Okay. I've been pronouncing Haley's name wrong. I've been calling her Hallie because that's just because I've been like, I misspelled her name in my notes that I wrote. So I just kept with Hallie. <laughs> but I heard anyway. it. I, I just kept saying Haley. Yeah, you just, you just let me, you just let me go, keep going with it. You didn't, yes. you didn't call, you didn't let me know. <laughs> but okay. What was I going to say? I, okay. About her relationship with Mooney I think I think one worthy thing to note is she treats Mooney as her equal you know and that's not common in a lot of parenting because generally parents will almost look down upon their children or kind of you know try to boss them around and tell them that you know their ideas or like what they have to say is not as valid as the parent but kind of I guess Haley almost does the opposite and on top of that she kind of I guess it's not really perceived as a good thing but she enables Mooney's behavior Mm -mm. um, often problematic behavior and I don't know how I feel about that I think definitely it's like a product of the lifestyle that they're living um so but i can't really blame any of them you know like i don't think it's anyone's like 
fully anyone's fault. When... No, this is just, like, a question I'm throwing out there, because, like, like we know... what We we see um, that, like, Haley is, um... Uh, is she unemployed at the beginning of the film? Or does she, like... Yes. I think she's all... She's does generally she have a job and on lose and it or something? Off. Um... No, I don't think she had a job. She was... Yeah. Well, she, anyway, we, we, you see her, like, being sort of always in the room and, like, um, smoking weed. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, so she just sort of... I feel like although she and Mooney have a very close relationship, like, you you don't see what Haley does during the day. Like, you never... Mm-hmm. It's always showing what, um... The, the children are doing, doing during the day. So I'm just like wondering, what the what does Haley do? Does she just stay in the room? Honestly, I don't know. I think she might just be... She might stay in the room. Oh, you know what? She definitely... She has an on and off job as a sex worker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but that's when, you know, that might be part that's when of the, it. Mooney is in the shower. She keeps oh, Mooney yeah. in the bathtub. yeah. That was a really jarring scene for me. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. And I was like, like oh, that's okay. so cute. Mooney is jamming out in the tub. Yeah. Like, oh, sh- she's playing loud music to drown out whatever's happening in the room next door. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, that's like, that was a wild. Mm-hmm. That was really good script writing. Mm-hmm. Really it was good really good. Right there. It's like, it made me feel super conflicted. Because part of me really disliked Haley for, I guess, creating these honestly almost unsafe conditions for Mm. Mooney like I wouldn't want to be a part of that at all but I like the whole purpose of the interaction in the first place is to protect Mooney in a in a kind of a twisted way like she has to sustain the two of them some way and because she doesn't have like any other skills really like this is the only way she's able to do so and i don't think that's something like viewers should look down upon you know yeah she's doing it out of a dire need um Mm -hmm. this dire situation Mm -hmm. Uh, i (laughs) i that's about all of my thoughts on Haley and mooney um I guess a little bit about the children. Oh, I have one more fact about Haley and Mooney. Okay, great. So basically, they can't afford to pay for their rent. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they go and buy... Bulk buy perfume. And they try and sell it at a a nearby Mm -hmm. resort. And Mm -hmm. that was all improvisation. They uh, went up to random passerbys on the street and were like... Could you buy perfume? Um, that's what Sean Baker said. Um, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. Okay, that's actually really cool. See, I I really appreciate improvisation in films. I think mm-hmm. you know, especially with children, special things can happen. Yeah. <laughs> with improvisation, but yes. oh, and oh also, it was so sweet when um, Haley took Mooney to that resort and they had brunch. Oh right, right. Yes. They have a lot, see, they have a lot of cute moments like that. So it's like, you know, obviously there are bad things underlying, but 
you know you kind of have to appreciate the different aspects that they have um but yes one last thought on all of the children i guess i appreciate i i appreciate how all of the other children also got a little bit of their own backstories Mm. and you know they're all kind of from dysfunctional families in a way because oh, we forgot about scooty's mom's relationship with um Haley. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah like, it isn't it isn't large but it, it's it's like a titular point in like mm-hmm. Haley's, uh, i think like descent if mm-hmm. i could say that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah no scooty scooty's mom and Haley are pretty much best friends because yeah. they understand each other they're both oh, single uh, mother. Haley lives directly above mm-hmm. Scooty and her mom. Mm-hmm. His mom. And there's definitely like this innate connection you have living motel life, I guess. Like they can all relate to each other. It's Doesn't like a whole community. Scooty's mom like called social services on Mooney. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think. Yeah. Like, I think Haley like, beats her up. Yep. Oh my god, yeah. Yep. It's pretty crazy. I... It, it's just, like, a whole twist. I don't know. I guess... I don't think there was a message in that. It was just, like, a great... Kind of... Plot twist that they came up with. And mm. I guess it just comes to show how relationships living in a motel are very volatile because people come and go. You know, yeah. it's not meant to be a permanent yeah. place. Everything is sort of fleeting, like you see throughout the movie. Um, Mooney's first friend, I think his name was Dickie. Dickie had to move away and she was sad for a bit, but then she moved on. And I don't know, I think that was just the final straw for them. And mm. it was very sad, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> That's all of my thoughts. I <laughs> I love this yes. film. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, want to talk I'll, about the, how we feel about the ending, real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention like, um, I cried, I cried a lot during the ending. Um, when Me Mooney too. runs over to Jancy's and they're like, "Come on, let's go!" and then like, "Oh," and they run to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, air brackets, Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like, I, I don't really want to like theorize about what it means to me mm-hmm. because I just think it wrapped it up really well mm-hmm. like it would ju- it just agree. like put an end on the whole story like mm-hmm. and I think we've already, we've already talked about why we think it's important but like after Haley and Mooney are separated like mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's something to do with um, he- uh, Mooney moving on and making meaningful relationships with friends I don't know mm-hmm. maybe not but like mm. yeah. yeah I mean I'm I kind of agree I don't know I I didn't try to mm. put like a lot of thought I didn't project a lot of thought into I guess what I 
what I felt the ending was saying. It was just more of like a sensory situation to me because it it was kind of it was super whimsical, very yeah. unexpected. It just sort of happened and tied all of the emotions together and heightened them. So I think it's just something that enhanced the experience for me. So yeah. I enjoyed that. I would rate this movie um uh, 4.5 me as well. Out of 5. It wouldn't I think I it could very well be a 5. Yeah. Um but I don't know. Like again, before I I I don't know. I think I I just have other films that I connect with on a spiritual level mm-hmm. I, more. I, I, yeah cringe but I get it yeah <laughs> I just okay come for me I guess but I just think <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoy this film I think yeah. everyone should check this out cause it's really and it also fun. has lovely we didn't even touch about it um, cinematography and colour mm-hmm. stunning yes um, mhm like and it's all shot in the magic castle film. is all purple and it's yeah. gorgeous. Mhm. Um. And they have like all of these different like structures like from like yeah. stores and stuff. It's like super cool. It's like amusement um well it's next to like an amusement park so it's like almost as mm-hmm. if like sorry, can you hear my sister laughing? She's being really loud. Um, A little bit, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um I just feel like the amusement park um, whimsicalness sort of mm-hmm. seeped into the neighboring areas. And For sure. Just makes it a lovely setting. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Florida, but mm-hmm. it feels very much like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> At least what I picture it to be in my mind, you know, that's, that's probably what it's like, you know? Feels very authentic. So, good on Sean Baker. Um, I hear he has a new movie coming out. Thanks for Uh listening.